And there's times you just got to vent a little bit going. Because yeah. this is the truth. And one of the things you said is your kids are going are to push the, the boundaries. No matter how good your kid is, to an extent, they're going to, to, to sneak. They're going to do this. Why? They're, you're like, that, well, what's behind that door? Well, what's, it's just like, oh, that tree. I can't eat from that tree in the garden? Oh, but the fruit's good. I mean, it looks really good. I mean, we sucker into that all the time. We've got to be real and go, my kids are going to do the same thing. Even, even as they're young, man, they, and you think, oh, they would never do that. Yeah, they will. They will. Uh, I love them, but, but they will. That's right. That's right. And they do think they've arrived. Something's clicked in their brains. They think, dude, I understand this stuff now. And you're like, you're an idiot. You don't. I love you. Sorry, Kate. My, my Kate's in the back room. She's, she's the only one that's not. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so we're, we're, we, uh, Scott, thank, thanks so much uh, for uh, sharing. I think it's just good for us to hear. And, Be- Be- and Becky, it's, you know, we've just got to be, we've got to walk around with our eyes open our eyes open it's easier to just not look around because sometimes it's depressing to look around but we've got to keep our eyes open looking at our kids and looking out for our kids that's what we're doing we're going to jump into a video uh 10 minutes long or so on on perils but it's not necessarily the 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 big ones we're going to talk a little bit about the big ones too these are some really good ones that we allow into our home we allow our kids to be a part of that we need to look out for. Michelle's got um, some, uh, it's a discussion guide we're going to work through as a group, but I want to put it in your hands right now so when the video starts, you'll see what, as they ask stuff, he's going to talk, talk about things. So when we get into the time to work through it, you'll have already had the questions in, in front of you and we, we can have a little bit of discussion. So good? Everybody good? All right, let me see. See if I can get this video going. I hope you had good discussion. Now we're going to talk about some of the danger zones that we need to be aware of for both ourselves and our kids. Now remember, our devices are not bad things. Technology is not evil. It's how we use technology. Used in the right way, our smartphones can advance our human flourishing. But used in the wrong way, they can undermine our flourishing. Our smartphones and our devices can make life better or they can make life worse. Now, there are many, many good aspects to technology, far too many to list here. Here's just a few. Uh, Think about education. Think about the ability now to communicate over long distances in a variety of ways. The way that we enhance friendships or increase our knowledge. Think about the advantages that we're able to have because of medicine and technology. Photography, global awareness, missions, social justice, These are all wonderful, wonderful things that we have because of technology. 
were able to have great advances. But for the purpose of our discussion today, I want to get you thinking not about the good things, but about a few ways that technology and devices are misshaping us and our kids. Now, again, we don't have the time here to be exhaustive. I'm not going to talk here about things like cyberbullying, sexting, pornography, narcissism, or even the cognitive issues that exist because of technology. You can find those resources on our Digital Kids Initiative. What I'm going to do here now is just highlight a few of these dangers. And these dangers are increasingly real for our kids due to the amount of screen time that they have in their lives each and every day. Screen time's increasing. I don't know if you know, but our tweens, ages 8 to 12, are now spending about six and a half hours a day engaged with screens. Our teenagers, ages 13 to 18, are spending nine hours a day, on average, engaged with their screens. So let's work through some of these dangers. First one's this. I like to call it fabricating, curating, and promoting self. This should concern us because it fosters dishonesty and it misshapes identity. How do we do this? Well, we do it through text messages that we post on our social media sites, and we do it through photography, through the kinds of pictures and images that we put up. Maybe you're familiar with the term. I'm sure you are. Selfie. Kids are putting selfies up like crazy. This is another way that we do this. Let's look at these terms one by one very quickly, and just look at what the dictionary says about each one of them. And then ask yourself, is this who we need to be? Is this who we should be? Is this who we want our kids to become? So a fabricator, that's one who fabricates or manufactures something, or a manufacturer, one who makes a fabrication of something, a counterfeiter or a falsifier. When it comes to us and what we post, if we're fabricating, we're not telling the truth. How about curator? This is one who has the care and superintendence of something, one in charge of a museum, a zoo, or other place of exhibit. In effect, if we understand this definition, we're becoming people who exhibit ourselves, putting ourselves out there on social media. Or how about this, a promoter, a person or organization that helps something to happen, develop, or increase. In this case, it's working to increase ourselves and our presence in the world and the attention that people give us. The goal with this is typically to be noticed and liked, and it becomes an endless cycle. We pose and Photoshop, pose and Photoshop to meet the appearance standard that we believe will lead to the most positive responses. The bad outcome of this is that we become defined by our appearance. I've heard it said this way, the way kids live in today's world is by this mantra, I am defined by my appearance and what it looks like to others. Michael Horton, who's a theologian, says this, that the internet has become the quarry from which younger generations, and I would add older, craft their own selves and then advertise a desired persona on Facebook, and we would say other social media platforms as well. Quentin Schultz, who's a media critic, has written this, the digital world suffocates virtue by allowing us unbridled freedom to be all things to all people, to give ourselves over to the highest bidder or to the most persuasive master. C.S. Lewis once said this, and this is a great response to what Schultz wrote, because basically what we're doing is compromising our virtue and lying. We need to understand as people who use social media, and we need to teach our kids to understand our, as well, that what they're doing, in effect, is lying. Lewis wrote this, 
A little lie is like a little pregnancy. It doesn't take long before everyone knows. So let me give you some action steps here very quickly. Teach your kids, and work to understand this yourself, that God looks on the heart, not on the exterior. Read that passage in 1 Samuel 16, 7, over and over and over again, to hear a message that's countercultural to the way that we think in today's world. I want to encourage you to model that reality in the way that you engage with technology and the way that you present yourself on social media. Work to find your identity in Christ and refocus your eyes from outward appearance to inward appearance. Teach your kids to do the same. Colossians 3, 1-3 says this, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Focus on heavenly things rather than earthly status. The second danger we want to look at is the danger of comparison and depression. We're hearing about this from more and more young mothers who are getting frustrated with what they see and what they hear from other moms as they compare their families and all the good things that seem to be happening everywhere else with the truth about what's happening in their homes. In effect, social media has become the new annual Christmas letter where all we do is trumpet the good stuff and never talk about the realities in our lives and in our families. What kinds of things do we compare online? Well, here's a partial list. We compare our appearances. We compare the number of likes and comments we receive compared to others. We compare our children. We compare the activities that our families are involved in. We compare the types of jobs that we have, which is all about status. We compare our relationships and the kinds of relationships we're in. Teddy Roosevelt once said, comparison is the thief of joy. And that's not all comparison does. Comparison undermines our well-being. It fills us with envy, with feelings of inferiority, with sadness, with loneliness, with frustration, with anger, with dissatisfaction. It loads us up with fear of man. We become more concerned about what other people think as opposed to what God thinks. And ultimately, it can lead to depression. In today's world, people have started to talk in the mental health community about Facebook depression, that being on social media and comparing ourselves to others leads to being down and out and blue, ultimately to depression. Here's some action steps, just some simple things you can do in your own life and with your kids. Realize that comparison leads to envy and fear of man. We mentioned that already, but understand that that is idolatry. God has said you should put no other gods before me. God in his grace sees us and accepts us as we are. Remind yourself of that. Yes, we need to grow, we need to change where God needs to do his work in our lives, but we need to teach our kids that God is a God of grace and sees us and accepts us and loves us as we are. Galatians 1.10 says this, Am I saying this now to win the approval of people or God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. Those are great words from Paul. The third danger is this, loss of sleep. Kids who have phones tend to sleep with their phones. That means that they don't get the amount of uninterrupted sleep that they need every night for good, healthy growth and development. 
Did you know that teenagers need 9 hours and 15 minutes of uninterrupted sleep every night? What results from that are all kinds of health issues, including a lowered school performance and even depression. Why is it that teens sleep with their phones on or near their bed? Well, they say they don't want to miss anything. They need to stay connected. They're afraid to feel alone at night. They want to be there to help others if they need help. And they want to feel needed if someone texts them in the middle of the night. Here's some action steps to help you push back on that bad habit that undermines our flourishing. Just set a simple rule, no phones in bedrooms when it's time to sleep. Maybe what you can do is put the phone in your room or downstairs perhaps in a family room or somewhere else, plug it in and allow it to charge overnight, but no phones in bedrooms. Teach them the importance of stewarding their bodies. God wants them to be healthy and they need to take care of their physical bodies. Teach them as well about the rhythm of work and rest. God has made us for a rhythm of work and rest. Fourth danger, multitasking and distraction. When I was a kid, my mom used to yell up the steps all the time when I was doing my homework because I had music playing, and she'd say, turn that music off. You can't do your homework with your music on. Perhaps you had the same thing happen in your family. I remember arguing and saying, yes, I can. Well, when technology came around and kids started to integrate that into their lives, a lot of parents were asking us, what does that do to kids' brains? Are they able to juggle multiple streams of information simultaneously? Originally, it was thought that kids' brains were adapting, but the reality is that that's not the case. We need to be asking, what is it doing to our brains? Here are some action steps you can take to push back on the dangers of distraction. Why don't you set up regular times, both for you and for your kids, to shut down and shut off when concentration is required? The good news is, that the brain will adapt. And what we've heard from many people is that once kids take the opportunity to shut down, even if that's forced, they appreciate enjoying the quiet and the silence. The last danger I want to share with you is this, loneliness and relational disconnect. When our eyes and ears and attention are focused on our screens, they will not be focused on the people around us. Sherry Turkle's written a great book called Alone Together about this issue. The subtitle is Why We Expect More from Technology and Less from Each Other. What Turkle is saying is that even though we are spending time in physical presence with other people, we are actually alone because we are sidetracked by putting our eyes and our attention onto our screens. What happens is real-world communication for our kids becomes threatening, it feels artificial to them, it feels abnormal to them because they're not used to doing it, and it even becomes burdensome. Perhaps now's the best time to mention that we as parents actually spend more time on our screens than our teens and tweens, nine hours and 15 minutes a day. And here's the danger to our family. When we as parents focus on our screens, what we're telling our kids is this, my screen is more important than you are. So here's an action step. Take regular times to shut down and shut off when real-world communication is an opportunity you can take and it's required. So these are just five of many perils related to technology and smartphones. Let's take some time now to again talk amongst ourselves and make sure while you're talking, keep your eyes off your phone.
be that way. Yeah. Um, I love the quote. I like a lot of what he says there. The quote by C.S. Lewis. A, uh, a little lie is like a, a, preg, 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 a little preg, preg, pregnancy. It doesn't take long before et, 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 everyone knows. And lies, just, they, they're just found out. A lot of times they're, they're done, but they, they tend to show up. And so I think that's just a, a great quote. Look, let's look, look at this, this sheet that you all have. Uh, which of these five da- dangers concerns you the most and why? Wh- which of the five? Which one jumped out at you right now in your home? Well, what was that? Number two, what, what about it and, and, and why? Yeah, let me ask. In this room, in your your kids, have have you seen um, screen time have a relationship with uh, a down downward mood in your in your your own kids? Have you seen that before? Like where they struggle more? What's that? Just through texting, yeah, screen, yeah, yeah, whatever. Because I see it, I see it. Almost like there's a a funk that gets on them when they're just in this this. And I think we do the same thing, uh, but. Right. Yeah, I think it. You know, it is true in in the pulse of the youth world of right now. The the kids that we work with are more depressed and um, down than any time I've ever worked with youth. Uh, because I think the the pressure of of how you've got to look and how you've got to be and how you and and the, you see what you want more than you know it's all thrown in front of you. There's so much of this pull and push, and they're trying to figure out how to work through it. And the way they work through it is they get into it more, and the more they get into it, the more down they go. So it's just that, that cycle. I mean, I know you're doing this for the kids, really, but even still, I mean, as an adult, you can see this happening yourself, to yourself. I mean, I can tell you right now I've had every one of these. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't even do it on Pinterest anymore. Because I was like, 
right? Right. Well, let's jump to the the next thing it says, which is the five dangerous wall mission extends beyond the world of of children and teens into our world. Which which what's the 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 biggest one? Because I, I agree with you. I think we could all go this 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 this. Let's go right here. That's it. I, I want that. I deserve this. I need this. Right. Yeah. This photo is not a good one. They won't find this person. Yeah. Right. But it makes it less because, like, this is how much better they've made it. Yeah. Have, have y'all ever been at a youth event where a kid is doing a speech or something? Uh, something is being done, and parents, everybody's got their phone like this, yeah. and they're and and they're so intent on getting this shot that they're missing yeah. this this yeah. moment. I mean, because because and we can. Because, because, why? Well, I got to show this to everybody, and we're so intent on getting all the that the it's the it's not the right angle, it's not right light, whatever. Because we want to show show people what's going on that we're not enjoying the moment, you know. Yeah. They were there at the spring. It's all about showing off where they were and who I'm with. Right, right. Heather? Right. Yeah, and and I think we 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 all see this and probably have done this where we're chatting with somebody, a text will come through, and I'm listening to you talking, but I'm I'm checking out my text too, because we act like we're we're these multitasking pros and we stink at it. Everybody stinks at it. Uh, we have a movie on at my house and everybody's watching the movie and they've got their phone on 
uh, on ESPN. Someone's doing the ESPN, we're looking on the score. Someone's doing whatever, reading an article, and we're watching a movie together as a uh, family. And, and you're going, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, of course, important stuff. Yeah, we do that. What is the age of this guy? Hey, Siri, what's the age? I mean, we're, we're doing all this stuff thinking it's important stuff, and it's, and it's, it's really not. They run. Yeah. It's like a race. She is. You're not kidding. <laughs> my, my point is, like, teaching, because even my, like, my five-year-old rushes to the phone, and it's like they can't even think. Like, just wait. And, you know, we need an answering machine, you know, the old yeah. answering machine. And that just has been driving me crazy lately, because I feel like that's my fault, and I've prompted that in my kids. So I just want maybe us as parents teaching them, or even turning off the alert, I guess. Oh, or just so it doesn't ding. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. We have a strict rule of no phones at all at the table for dinner time, so no phones. And um, one of Caitlin's friends was with us, and I heard him tell his dad when his dad told them they all had to put their phones up too because they had to put their phones up. He said he didn't want to hang out with us. Wow. Happened yesterday. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, there's, we're so attached. So, what? What are some practical ways? We we, we can clearly each probably share uh, forty things on how it's it's it can wreck our home and it affects our home. What are some What are some things that we can do to fight against it? Okay. One was just shared at the when we eat eat dinner. No phone is within arm's reach of anybody. Uh, yeah, I think we turn off the ding because yours dings so much. I'm like, I know, uh, my sweet wife. <laughs> what else? Okay, yeah, that's the problem. They know right right away. What? So what else? Distractions are there. What else? What are some even rules we can implement? Yeah, yeah.
Yeah. So you keep you keep it, yeah. And yeah. But that's there you go. Yeah, and 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 parents, this is the truth. They need our help to disconnect some and not. They they need it. It will help them tremendous to get it out of their hand at night when they're going to get set for bed. They can't get to it. The pressure's off. Uh, that's you taking care of your, your, your kid. I firmly, that's an opinion of Dan, but it's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I will tell my own kids, I don't trust you and I don't trust Satan. So, uh, I mean, I, I love my kids, but I was a kid. Dear Lord, they're anything like me, and they are. Uh, it's scary. Uh, so they're, they're going to find a way. So let's be careful. What, what are some things um, that he didn't talk about in this, this video that are, are dangerous? With a world that's not even hers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and and that can be a tough thing. Can, can you you give me those those worksheets? The, you know, Go ahead. The, the, I don't know if the middle row's got it right there, Brian and, and Melissa. This is a uh, this is something he he didn't t- talk about. It's a it's he didn't talk about because it, it wasn't important. He knows this is probably one of the bigger deals your kids can get into, and this is one of the things I believe that can um, begin to wreck a marriage when they're fourteen. Uh, the marriage tw- fifteen years from then or twelve years from then. Just some the statistics. This is just a one-page sort of a, a fat guide. Uh, and, and just some things that says 93% of boys and 62% of girls are exposed to Internet pornography before the age of 18. Well, let that 
sink in, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's really actually low, and that's an old statistic. That, no, we're talking about por- pornography, sex, uh, uh, explicit sex on 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 the web. Right, right. That's right. Is the the same way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. TV hours, not even right. Explicit. It's explicit. And what's what's and so we say, man, thirty years ago or twenty years ago, it's changed so much on TV and all that stuff. Twenty years from now, what's it going to be? Because it's not stopping. I mean, it's it's it's. You go well. How can it get worse? It can get worse. I mean, and. That's what's scary about the, this whole deal. But but you will have friends that do. Yeah, and they'll, they'll say, hey, look at this, and then what do you do? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And just that next step, and we're not going to go through all these, but the average age of first exposure to Internet pornography is 11. There's a lot of parents out to you. Well, I'm going to wait before I really deal with some of these things with my kids. You got to, it's, it's coming quick and young. I'm not saying when they're six, you're, you're having this big talk with them. But you are trying to, dads, um, you're trying to, man, just talk frankly and lovingly with your sons on how to treat girls. And, and that even is how we, we look at them. Uh, uh, that They might not be real. There might be a picture or whatever. And we're going to honor them. We're, we're called to look out for them. We've we, we got to work to train that up. Uh, and then talk about these things that get in the way that, that, that can jump at us. Yeah, yeah. It's coming at them. That's right. That's right. Well, they if they if they get them sucked in young, they got them for the rest of their life. I mean, that's a it's a it, it, it's a, a money deal, uh, an evil deal. So someone else had their hands up. That's it. That's it. 
Yeah. So, so you know, and what I like about this page as well is on the, the bottom right here, uh, it's what, when you discover your child has access to pornography. There's some people in this room, this is going to happen to you. Uh, uh, and what do you do? And the first thing, don't, don't freak out. <laughs> don't, don't freak out. Uh, uh, yeah, get, go after their heart. Man, we're, 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 we, we all struggle, man. I want Christ to change my, my kid's heart. You know, I want them to, to, to know him. Uh, talk about God's word, the truth in it. Uh, uh, examine your own heart. Block the doors. Okay, this is very important. They have uh, a teenager has the self control of a mole. Uh, uh, they, they have they have none just about. So they you got to sorry Caitlin, <laughs> you you got to um, close doors for them and then watch them like a hawk as they work through these issues. Uh, don't let up or give up. Parents never let up or give up. When you let up or give up, that's when the enemy wins. So don't. And then sometimes you need help outside of your home. Uh, I've been brought in at times. I'm not an expert. I've worked with youth for quite a long time. I'm always glad to talk to, uh, to young men. My wife has talked to young women, women uh, on these types of deals. But sometimes it's well beyond me, and we've got to get somebody who's, who's gone to school for this to help you work through the issue. It's that important for you all to uh, take in. Any more questions or thoughts on, on this page? I just want to get this in y'all's hands. There's one more thing I want you to see. There was a, uh, I'm going back here to start a, a short video. This is a Burger King commercial that came out about, um, and this is right, we're about to wrap things up. This came out a few years ago, and I think it's really good. Scrawny, chubby, short, queer. Getting caught up in bullying, it's so easy because you're just glad that you're not being bullied. It's been hard for me to stand up for other people because I feel like I'm already a target. It's just easier to do nothing. Please stop. Fine. Dude, ow. Fine. Stop. Fine. Ow, stop. Do you have any friends? Yes, I heard you. What are you even doing here? It's almost too easy. Stop. Come on, come on. I get it. Maybe you are a little bit more. You think you're special? One more for Junior Meal. Open it up and it's all smashed. Did you yeah. order bullied or unbullied? Bullied or unbullied? Yeah. Do you have a manager that I can speak to? Because that doesn't even make yeah. any sense. Hi, your manager. Hi, how's it going? I was given this. Did you bully this burger? Well, yeah. This is a defenseless Whopper Jr. He can't defend itself. You don't mean anything by it. It's just for laughs. It's just for laughs. What are you? Is there something wrong with you? Because that's clearly what happened. can't be serious. Had you seen me bullying this burger, would you have stood up and said something? Yeah. It's good to know. Are you okay? 
Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. What's your name? Uh, Reese. Hi, Reese. We're just having fun. You having fun? He's not having fun. So therefore, I think you guys should just leave him alone. Later. This feels better to me. Have you ever been like messed with before? Oh my god. Like the ideal world is where if somebody else sees like something weird happening, that they'll come over and be like, "Hey, this is not okay." Yeah. To feel defenseless. That's that's the one of the worst things in the world. Chelsea came and she would just tell them that it's not okay because it isn't. Something I'll never forget is my friend standing up for me. I've been that kid, so if I see it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something about it. And I hope there's more people out there like that. I would say, I would say, we might need to clarify that story there a little, a little bit. Uh, yeah. That just goes to show you that that child would not have been scared of me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I showed this with our youth uh, just a few months back uh, in the edge. Every now and then a, a, a video will come forth and you go, dude, that is good. I mean, that's a message uh, we need to hear. Uh, and what I'm trying to teach our youth is, as believers in Christ, we're called to stand up for those that can't st- stand up for themselves. Even if it puts you in a bad spot, we're called to do that. That was sort of, but but the video it introduces uh, kids can't get away now like they used to from bullies. If they're in the social media world and they're bu- bullied at school, they go home and it's still there. And so there's a there's a uh, a rate where they're trying to attempting to take their own life because they can only take the pressure for so so long so much so the more parents you might go well this really I don't think this stuff really affects my kid I think it does because every one of us are called to train up our kids to look out for the other kids around them whether it's at school or whether it's online. Uh, the more that we can do that, that's making an impact for Christ in the community that we live in. So it's an important issue. Some, even in this room, could go, man, this has sort of occurred in our own house. We've, we've sort of been attacked, uh, or, or, and we're trying to work, work through it. It, it, it. It's real. We sort of hear it and go, well, it's just names. You know, names, sticks and stones can break my bones, but names will never hurt me. That's a cute saying, but it's not true. Names hurt us all the time. 
Right. That's the best part. It is just names where it used to be go home, they would stop, things cool down, you go back the next day. Now they continue that through the day, whether your child is being bullied or in on it or not, then they're all sitting there talking about them. The, and that's right. Fired up yeah. Eight or nine hours until they go to bed, and then they come to school the next day and they're all fired up as soon as they get there. That's it. It's nonstop, right? And, and so I think, and, and what I like about the story that you just shared is, um, we just got to be on, on, even with our own kids, sometimes our kid can be doing great, and then all of a sudden just someone is, is riding them in, in a wrong way. And we have parents, we see a mood change in our kids. We see a swing. And you, usually when there's a mood change, there's a reason behind it. And for them, a lot of times it's a big reason. We may look at it and go, well, that's not that big a deal, but it is for them. So when you see a mood swing change, you need to get in there, work into them, and, 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 and talk with them every day for the next three weeks if you have to before you get them, because they'll break, and they'll let you know what's go, what is going on, but you've got to sort of fight for it. Um, we're about to pray and be dismissed for now. I just wanted to get that worksheet. Some of these things, I'm just getting into your hands because I don't have time to work through all, all of them. If there's any, as you, you take some stuff home, if there's something you want to ask about or talk about the next week, send me a text, an email, phone call, uh, talk to me face to face. You know, if there's anything that comes up, there was one more set of worksheets. I just want to put out in their hands. You had it in the folder that said social social media. It's right over there. You you brought that stack over there. I thought. Am I right? No, the other one. Right there. That's it. That's okay. Go go ahead, Jennifer. That's right. Even, even, I mean, and I know you try to do the best you can, but, I mean, do you see how big our, our, our youth group is now? Right. I, mean, I know you do. Even, it happens even there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, and that's true. And that, that's the, the hardest part about our group being as big. We've got a, 125 students on yeah. Wednesday nights that are, 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 are coming into this room, squeezing into to this room, and a third of them aren't really church much. Uh, and so we're trying to trying to love them like Christ, yeah. and um, and get them to know who who he is and, and uh, his the power he's got for his life. But it has to change the di- the uh, di- dynamic in our group. It's a good thing, right? God is doing something here. Don't know what. There's an old guy in charge. It doesn't make sense, but he's doing something here. And so we're just going to keep keep doing the best that we can. But it, you're right. Uh, it, it's it's it, sometimes it can even be at home. Uh, siblings can can be mean uh and so i think we all understand that too as well so uh that's all we've got for this week i'm going to pray and and we'll be be dismissed it is yeah yeah and we're going to even there's a like a like a digital cover covenant that you can do with your kids so a list of things to work through as you're going to give them a phone this is what you expect this is why that you sign that they sign uh just so that down the road when they forgot that you know their daddy i didn't know that <laughs> yeah yeah we we've talked about this but also just for you to help have some good rules in your household uh and then we're going to really try to share some some tools that can work to to shut screen time down with the touch of a button on your phone you can shut everybody else down in your own home, and it's not too expensive. Uh, some just some ways that you can uh, 
helps her control this beast as well, uh, of what it is. Let, let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Dear God, I thank you so much for uh, just tonight or this morning, uh, the chance for us to talk. Some, we've talked about a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of perils, uh, but the great news is you're bigger uh, and that you have a plan for each one of us. God, help us to honor you in our homes. Lord, help us to grow our kids and raise our kids to know you, uh, to honor you, uh, and to live for you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, thank you, everybody.